stress this enough guys if you're going to be buying something from amazon go to my website www.myworstholiday.com and click the link it's really easy and it's still your amazon all you have to do is just click that link and go in through your own login and you're fine we get paid a little bit for it helps us out immensely actually not immensely just a little bit but we're really trying to build this podcast so please help us out go to my website click that link uh it's easy if you set it up as an app on your phone makes it really really easy and with that being said, from the room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst wedding, your worst funeral, po- a bachelor party, bachelorette party, or whatever's funny. We, fuck, we just want to hear a story. Tell us a story. That's <laughs> it. And today we have a very special guest, Steve Bluestein Stein. Bluestein. Stein. Yes, and I had that. I knew I could fuck it up. Yeah. Even <laughs> when I told you how to pronounce it, you <laughs> He has done so many things. Uh, Steve, tell us all about yourself, man. Oh, do I have to? All right. I, I was a stand-up comedian for 30 years. I opened for Donna Summer, Barry Manilow, Melissa Manchester, Kenny Loggins, Frankie Valley, Frankie Avalon. Uh, I uh, I was a TV writer. I wrote sitcoms and variety. I wrote, I used all sitting down. I wrote the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. That's awesome. Uh, I, uh, Very cool. Yeah, I was looking at that. And I see like uh, like Mike uh, Brady talking to like uh, Red Fox, and I'm like, how could that fucking conversation go? <laughs> well, it it wouldn't. It would never happen. Trust me. <laughs> so so uh, I, and then I wrote for Norman Lear, and I wrote for Playboy, and when when that phase of my career was over, I began writing plays and so i had a couple of plays in new york and then uh when that part of my career was over i started writing books and that's why we're here today because i have two books out one is called memoir of a nobody and the other one is take my prostate please (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic oh sure you look Oh, sure, you laugh. <laughs> well, I'll be laughing when, when it happens to you. Well, but, but you know, case, uh, from misery comes comedy, Steve. We all know oh, this, yeah. buddy. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, that's, you know, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and I just kept seeing everything through comic eyes, you know. and, and That's good. Uh, like that's the, very good. The day of, the day of my surgery, uh, the nurse, the male nurse, takes me in, I lie down in the bed and I look up at him and under his chin, I see full makeup, you know, full beard cover. And then I look in this like eyeshadow on and I just a little bit of rouge and I go, holy shit, this guy was doing drag last night and he's going to rip out my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he had some fun. <laughs> oh, I'm like, 
you know, and so and let's that's just see what's in there. <laughs> it's just how I see life. You know, at one point I was coming up from the doctors and the light flashed on that uh, on the Tesla that I needed air in the tires. So I said, no problem. I'll go get air. Well, it's Los Angeles. You know, there's no you can't get air in Los Angeles. There's there's no gas stations anymore. So I'm, I'm driving and finding finally I find a gas station and I pull in and I drive around and there's no air pump. There's no, and, and I said to myself, there is a mini mart over there in this gas station. You could cater Thanksgiving for 25 people in this gas station, but you cannot get air. You can't Who get air. Get- Something your car essentially needs. You can't right. get I, that. I, I, you can't get that at a gas station. I said, who designs a gas station? goes, air? Nah, who needs that? So, I mean, that's just how I, I, I was seeing it. So I, I went home and I started writing down all this crap. And I have uh, I ended up with a, another book. And uh, it's so far it's gotten 22 five-star reviews. So that's good. It's been, it's been endorsed <laughs> by a couple of prostate uh organization so i'm very happy about that well that's good nice good. 22 nice. yeah 22 um you know and and you left out uh probably my favorite and i just revisited it like a month and a half ago i was like i haven't seen it in so long they call me bruce <laughs> i love yeah, that movie you, I, back I was, in the 80s more crap I, you know, they call me Bruce. I, you know, you know, I've never been able to sit through the whole film. What? I really? No, I, I, I mean, it, it, uh, Johnny Yoon was was a friend of mine. We all, you know, we all started together. We all were on the circuit together. And he called me up and he said, "Hey, Steve, I'm doing a movie. You want to be?" Oh, well, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. And I, I worked, I think, two days on the film, and never saw it. But now people are coming up to me and say, aren't you the guy from, uh, yes. Yes. I am. <laughs> I was also in Rabbit Test, you know, with uh, with Billy Crystal and Joan Rivers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, I Joan and I had the same manager. So I, I just, you know, went in for the audition and got the part. But, um, yeah. But the other, the other book called Memoir of a Nobody, that book tells – all the backstage stories from, you know, my entire career, you know, opening for all these great people and the stuff that went on and who was nice and who wasn't so nice. And, and as I was writing, I started, it, it became like a, a, an inventory. And I started talking about stuff that happened in my childhood. And, you know, my parents were divorced and they, they you know, they hated each other and, and fought constantly. And, yeah, uh, I'm the I product suffered. of an unholy union as well. My parents do not, still do not get along. You know, they, at least oh, they listen, haven't let it go over 50 years. My my father's been dead for 28 years, and my it's she, he's not dead enough for my mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I can relate to that so much. My mom is like, hey, at least you guys probably got to see your parents together at once. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't. There isn't a picture of my parents together. You know, even even at their wedding, the photographer said, "Sir, would you take your hands off her neck, please?" <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, would you put down the gun? So, you know, it, 
That's a cake knife, ma'am. A nice. cake knife. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When she shoved the fa- the the uh, cake in his mouth, she had a rock in it. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but those are the stories that people have most related to, and they you know, and they find the the touching stories more interesting actually than the. The, the show business stuff and and both the books are available on Amazon doc well what I say is they're they're available on amazon.com uh, ebook iBook nook Kindle uh, Barnes and Noble and for enough money I'll come to your house and read the fucker too yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say how much would you pay me to narrate it <laughs> yeah that's awesome would, uh, that's awesome yeah when when Ma so, told me you're, you're coming on today, uh, he's like, "Oh, he's like this guy's great, you know. Um, he, he's been he's done this and this 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 and that." And I pull up your IMDb and I go, "Playboy's Playmate Party, 1977." Right. I go, "Ma, you probably fucking should have started I with didn't, this." I didn't, I didn't lead with that. I <laughs> so I'm like, "This guy's well, probably I, been." I was talking like about a, like the like Dumb a, and like a, Dumber cartoon. They call so, me Bruce. The Brady Bunch Variety uh, Hour. I, I he mean, worked with right, Paul that, Williams for fuck's sake. I'm not kidding. He's well, he's been in the presence of Hef. Okay, Mr. Hefner. I, I mean, have oh, yeah, you well, been? I, I, I'm sure I, you've been you to know, Playboy I, parties. I wrote that special. Uh, I wrote that special that I was on as well with two other with two other writers. And so we got there like at eight o'clock in the morning. Hefner comes in in his pajamas with his velvet slippers, and he tells us, "Guys, here's how." I, I see the show. And he gives us all the notes, right? So he said, we'll set you up in the guest house. You can write there. Whatever you want, food, whatever, it's there. So we go and at 8 o'clock. We write all day long. We write up until maybe 8 o'clock at night. And we have a meeting with Hefner at 9 o'clock at night. Still in the same pajamas, I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So... And we, we sat underneath the bust of Barbie Benton, which, you know, oh, which, yeah, you know how, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he reads the script and he says, no, this isn't it. And then he gives us a whole new uh, and a completely new show. Every beat different. And he gets up and he says, all right, uh, we, sh- we shoot at nine o'clock tomorrow. You can get it done. Right. And leaves. And I turned to the other run. I, I turned to the other writers and I said, uh, you were at the meeting this morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? We, we did write what he wrote. The, well, so, so we start writing at about, at this point, it's about 10 o'clock at night. We wrote all through the night. At, at one, they, they brought us pot. They brought us, they brought us food. They brought whatever we want. We were writing. Come sit 7 o'clock in the morning. We have no script. We have nothing. We have paper dolls is what we have. (laughs) (laughs) You have some origami that you've been working on. Right. We're making origami out of the stuff we we shredded. So the the trucks are pulling in to to, to the shoot. And and one of the writers says, Steve, go down to the set and see what they're shooting first. So I run down to the set and the the director says, "Uh, do you have a script? I said, of course we have a script. Who would have a who would have a shoot day without a script? What are you shooting first? Uh, we're going to do the seat by the pool. Okay, I'll be right back. I run up to the to the guest house. So I said, they're shooting by the pool. Quick, write something. <laughs> so we write, we write the scene for the pool. We run it back down to them. 
And and I said, so uh, what are we doing after this? And he said, uh, we'll do the one in the guest house. Okay, run back. The guest house. Everybody get going. And that's how we, that's how we wrote the show. And seriously, it was so bad that I was supposed I to do stand-up. No, it, I, I was supposed to do stand-up on the show. Uh-huh. And oh. Jay, Jay Leno and I were, were doing stand-up on the show. I went to the director and I said, look, I know you're running long, so just feel free to cut me. (laughs) (laughs) Cut me as feel free to cut me from this turkey. (laughs) And they did, thank God. uh, They they didn't have to put you down with the rest of the dog. Was Jay going to stand up? Right. Oh, Jay? Jay was doing stand-up on the show. He, he I mean, was okay he had... stand-up. He was much better as a, a host than he was yeah. uh, as a stand-up. Uh, he, his, his original stuff was kind of weak, but as he grew, as he got older, it got much better, more refined. Uh, like, see, I, I I think it was just the opposite. Oh, really? So I think he I th- I think he was much better as a stand-up. He was he was you know freaky as a stand-up. He was. Uh, you know, he rode a he rode a motorcycle. He yeah, carried thumb thumb cuffs in his pocket. I mean, he was. <laughs> I and, enjoyed and his bit about he, uh, flying across country on a plane and getting off, and somebody hands him a cookie, like because they they used to give out samples and shit. He's like, I travel yeah. across the country. I get off a plane, somebody hands me a cookie, and I eat it, <laughs> like in an airport. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, and then when he got the show, he got he got a little bit more uh, tame, and yeah. so it, within within the comedy community, we all felt that he was he was a bad boy. He, yeah, he was a bad boy. That's oh. exactly the word. He was a bad boy. Nice. And he, you know, but we change, you know. So he changed, and look, he's got eight hundred ninety gazillion dollars. So. Who am I to, you know, to say? <laughs> let's let's yeah. really critique him, Steve. Let's let's face let's back, let's point out where he went wrong. He's got about five hundred cars. I don't yeah, know right, much. right. He's got, well, you know, he was collecting cars when, when we didn't have money to eat. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, that's exactly. Been his, that was his passion from day yeah. one. So. He could have been a fantastic mechanic. That guy knows yeah. everything. He just picked up a 70 Ferrari, and no, we've just picked up a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you want to hear my worst vacation story? Sure. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that, story. Do it. it doesn't have to be a holiday at all, man. Just whatever story you have that's funny, we want to hear it. All right. Trust me, this was not a holiday. Okay. So, I... <laughs> I, I my 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 uh, agent got me a talk show in New York City as a guest, and he said to me, "They're going to fly you out first class. They're going to put you up at the Ritz. They're going to pay you five grand, and it's one show." Huh. I said, "I said to my agent, I'm in." What? <laughs> no, I said to my agent, "What? Nobody pays me five grand and flies me across. You know, I was a beginning comedian." He said, "No, it's a new show." And they want you. I said, okay, fine. So they, I go to the airport. And I'm thinking, well, where is it that it, this thing is going to fall apart? But the, the, the first class lounge was there. I got on the plane. I flew to New York, New York City. There was a limousine waiting for me at the other end. And I got in the back of the car and I said, the check's going to bounce. There's no question <laughs> about it. So I, I get to the hotel room. I have a suite at the plaza. 
the, there's a, a gift package. There's a note. We'll call you at nine o'clock. The next morning, nine o'clock, no phone call. I said, oh, yeah, checks. Checks is going to bounce. There's no question about it. <laughs> so 10 o'clock, no phone call. 11 o'clock, no phone call. 1130, the uh, producer calls you and says, Steve, I'm sorry, but the show's been canceled. Checks bouncing. The check is going to bounce from here to L.A. So he said, I'll send the limo for you tomorrow. Enjoy, just take the limo. I said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So the next the next morning, there's the limo. He takes me to the theater. We go shopping. We spend the whole day. I go visiting friends. He said to me, I'll pick you up tomorrow, take you to the airport. And I said, well, of course you will. So at, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm downstairs looking for a cab. And the, the, um, the limo pulls up. Limo pulls up. I get, takes me to the airport. All right, long story short, this is all the pre-story. Long story short, the check bounces. The show was a fraud. The airline, the limo, everybody, the hotels, everybody got stiff for like five or $600,000. Cool. Okay? What? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But listen to this. On the way back, first class was booked. So they asked me if I would go back to coach. And I said, I really don't want to. And the stewardess said, we'll give you $1,000 travel you know, vouchers. I Done. said, no. $2,000. No. $3,000. I said, where's my seat in the back? So <laughs> you know what? I, I, like, I like traveling on, on the back of an airplane because you never hear of an airplane backing, backing into, into a mountain. mountain. Yeah. Right, exactly. No, so I, uh, I, I like that you're a, you're a much shrewder, more negotiate, uh, better negotiator than me because they had me at a thousand. And uh, I know, yeah, you're so easy. You're so easy. So, all right. So now this is the story. So I have I have the three thousand dollars in travel money. So I've always wanted to go to Paris. So I decide I'm going to go to Paris, but I don't speak French and I'm a neurotic, and so what happens if I get a headache and I can't get anybody to get me an aspirin? So I have to take a friend with me who La speaks French. La aspirin? La aspirin. Aspirin? So, so I go, I get my friend, uh, Darla. She speaks fluent French. I said, you take care of the hotel. And with I, will t I will take care of the airfare. Perfect. We're, we're in the cab going to the airport, and Darla goes, shit, shit, shit. I go, what are you shitting about? We're five minutes into the trip. She said, I left the keys for my luggage in the, in the house. And I said, well, Darla, what happens when we get to customs? You will. She said, don't worry, I speak French. So we get to France. We go to customs, and Darla goes up to the guy. Je te rendez, je te rendez, no key. And the guy says, je la déjà, tough shit. And they take her into a room, <laughs> room and they ply with pliers. They open her luggage. And it's all open. And, and she turns to me and she says, I'll be right back. And the guy says, are you with? Yes. So I'm put in a room by myself where they, where they strip search me. They absolutely strip search me. And I got a prostate exam before I even needed it. So, no, it's just, just to the first knuckle, Steve. Just to the first right. knuckle, just buddy. Up to the, just up to the elbow. So, um, watching. so we go to the hotel. We go to the hotel, and I'm not happy because now I, I'm having a problem sitting. 
and the, <laughs> the guy been violated, the trench my luggage has been gone through. Right. Just in the first knuckle, so we Steve. Get, we, get, we get to the hotel, this really fancy hotel, and we're, all our luggage is now in plastic bags. We look like two Polacks. You know, we're walking <laughs> oh, oh, easy. easy. Now, watch easy. that. We're, you know, we're near Chicago. Come on. Easy, oh, Steve. oh, please. Please. Like, what are they going to do? Come to my house and paint it? we go to the front desk and the and the, and the lady at the front I'm terribly sorry but your room is not ready when will it be ready 12 hours, 12 <laughs> 12 hours. hours. Okay. so you got bags your luggage is in plastic bags and now you can't get in for 12 hours I, I can't get in for and the, the top of my like, head explodes La, fuck and, you. And, and, you'll wait <laughs> right. So the top of my head explodes and, and Bella, uh, Darla says, don't worry, we'll go out to eat. So they, they take hours? our garbage. Yeah. Well, they take our garbage bags. Wait, <laughs> wait. And they, they put them in the back room. Okay. She takes me out of Shakey's. Shakey's Pizza. Shakey's We're pizza in the gourmet in, capital in of the world. Right. The gourmet capital of the world. And you get Shakey's Pizza, the world's shittiest pizza. Right. Hell, she, no, right. Emo's Pizza is the world's shittiest pizza. It was, dude, this was, a, this was a pizza buffet. It was all thin crust. It was all cardboard. It, it fucking sucked. Okay. Uh, okay, that's very interesting. So now, I'm like, <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> Thank you for ruining the momentum of the story. Okay. So, <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so, okay, we're at Shakey's. Did you have their best? We're point? at Shakey. We're at Shakey's Pizza, and I look at Darla. I mean, I look at Belle, uh, uh, Darla, and I say to her, "I have just swallowed a sixteen hundred dollar gold and porcelain crown." Hmm. And I open my mouth, and there's a big space in the front of my mouth. Oh, so she wow. gets she she gets hysterical. She starts laughing hysterically. She said to me, "Don't worry, what goes in." will come out. <laughs> so the next morning, because we were sharing a room, the next morning, I get up and I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And, and Darla says, let me get you a plate and a fork. <laughs> and I, I said, why? She said, well, you want to find your crown, don't you? And I said, okay. So I'm in the bath. She goes down to the, to the lobby. I'm in the bathroom with my plate and fork. And I get all the crap on the plate. And I'm sticking it with the fork, right? <laughs> Look, looking for the crown, looking for the. And you know how you get into your a space, and you're not, you don't know who's around you, or. And I, I'm doing this, and I'm, I'm forking the shit, and I look <laughs> up, and the maid is standing there, and she says, "Monsieur, <laughs> no, no, no." And she runs out of the room. And for the next week, I'm known as the American shit eater in room 164. <laughs> Steve, so, Steve I, I just want to tell you, it, the guys back at the airport probably would have found it quicker. <laughs> yeah, right, really, really. So Dar uh, so, uh, uh, Darla says to me, what, what, what did you do to the maid? She just ran past me crying. And I said, I told her, and, and she just got hysterical. So we're going to Versailles that afternoon, and uh, she said, "Oh," and I said to her, "I, I have when we get there." I said, "I have to go to the bathroom," and she said, "Let me get you a plate and a fork." 
So, and then she said to me, uh, I hope you found, find it. And I said, why? She said, uh, well, Ver- Versailles is the perfect place to find the crown. <laughs> so I get, I get into the bathroom and there's a woman who sits at the, the entrance in France. She's like, you know, and she says, uh, Monsieur, I will take your plate and fork. I said, no, no, I, no need I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. So I'm in the stall God. and suddenly I, there's a knocking at the door and I see two pair of, of feet outside the door. Long story short, we get thrown out of Versailles. <laughs> All right. Bonjour, Pierre. Uh, yeah. No eating Monsieur the poo <laughs> Monsieur Poupou, au revoir. So we get... How is your shit? Très bien. Oh, delicious. Oh, it's delicious. Needed chocolate sauce. So um, we get back to L.A. and I am determined to get this tooth out of my intestine because I, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's hooked itself onto something and my intestine <laughs> is going to blow up. So I take like a triple dose of X-Lax that night. Oh, boy. Get up the, I get up the next morning, nothing. Not even gas. Nothing. So I'm opening for Donna Summer that that evening. Oh. So I have to I have to go to the I go to the airport and I get on the plane and I'm sitting in my seat and the plane is shooting down the runway at 300 miles an hour and suddenly my asshole explodes. Oh no! (laughs) And I get the plane's at a 45 degree angle taking (laughs) off and I'm pulling myself up the aisle trying to get to the bathroom and the, all the flight attendants are going get back to your seat the seatbelt line is get back to your seat no. and I'm saying look no. if I don't get if I don't get in the into that bathroom right now you're going to have to repaint the interior of this <laughs> quick somebody give me so, a fork and a plate <laughs> so I, I get in there and there's the tooth in the in the in the toilet and I reach down to get it and the plane hits a like a air pocket and the flap drops no! and yes and the tooth falls and I'm in the bathroom going shit fuck motherfucker <laughs> and there is there's a knock at the door there's a knock at the door it's the captain he said sir get back to your seat but I lost my get back to your seat or there will be police meeting you at the so I go back to my seat I have no tooth I open for Donna Summer I get finished with the gig I go home to LA and I tell my dentist the story and she says to me Steve if you found if we found the tooth would you really want me to put it back in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> and that's my trip to Paris oh fantastic Maestro. Maestro. All right. Do you want another one? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> all, all right. All right. So one of my best friends is a producer named Gary Bernstein, a television producer. He He's Bernstein, but I'm Blue Stein. Don't you forget it. No, I'll so never forget we, it. All right. I'll forget so it. I'm the fucking worst. Gary is like a brother to me. 
like like a brother. Truly, he's been. He's we done at least twenty pilots together. We you know uh, TV pilots and and writing script. He's one of my biggest uh, fans, and he drives everywhere to see me. So so I was like part of his family. Okay, well, at, unfortunately, Gary's brother, who was thirty eight years old, died. Uh, in a, a brain cancer, oh, fuck. and I, I went to the funeral, and it was one of these funerals where it was so the, the, the death was so. You thought unexpected. I brought it down with shakies? No, no, <laughs> the, the death would don't don't fuck up the job. So the uh, <laughs> don't fuck up the story. Okay, just that was another story. Now we're talking about the funeral. Okay, all right, all right. So continue. So so and it was one of these funerals that the death was so unexpected it was a shock and everyone was really but his mother was the was the most it was one of these funerals where the mother throws herself on the casket and she's screaming and they have to pull her off and and it was just heart rendering you know just heart rendering so after the funeral jews go back to the house to eat so we go back to, to, to his mother's house, and there's like a mountain of food, like food like I have never seen, corned beef and brisket and, oh, and, and God, every yeah. bagels and like, you, you know, just any kind of food you want. So I filled up a plate, and, and his mother comes up to me, and she says, Steve, how's the food? And I look at her and go, oh, Sylvia, it's to die for. <laughs> <laughs> and the bottom of my heart hit the hit my testicles. <laughs> I, oh, I, I have never. And Gary had was standing next to me. He literally sprayed a, a plate of corned beef <laughs> a, across the table. It's like twenty five years. He has yet to let me forget. So we go out to dinner and, and he'll say to me, so it's Steve, is the food to die for? This matzo ball soup is to die for. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, God. You know, it's talking about putting your foot in your mouth. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those flippant things that you just say, you know? It's not even... Right, I, yeah, I wasn't even thinking. Bigger, you know, you know I, oh. I was so hungry. I, I was, <laughs> I was so sugar hungry. starved. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> so hungry I could just die. So, uh, <laughs> damn. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any other really uh, good stories that uh, you, you start asking me questions because we're, we're otherwise going to be a lot of dead air. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. You were in. You, oh, you're in I, I see you two are really 70s. prepared. Tell, tell us about cocaine what? and mushrooms. Well, uh, okay. All right. Me. All right. Here's the question. Here's the question. Who's the better what? Frankie? Frankie Avalon or Frankie Valley? Oh, well, that's it. That's Mickey an interesting Avalon, question. I think you because mean. Frankie Avalon uh, is. Uh, Was. Frankie Avalon. Fucking is, Annette is like, Bonicello. What? Fucking Annette what? Bonicello. He, oh, that was his real name? I don't know. Oh. Frankie Avalon? Anyways, Frankie, yeah, Frankie Avalon was, is more like a family man. He has like, he has like seven kids and a really beautiful wife. Uh, and we had a great time. Oh, he took me, Frankie took me, we were working in Chicago, and he took me to like a mafia wedding. And it was like these two goons came to pick us up. 
and sure Frankie said, "So, so he said, uh, have you have you uh, have you whacked anybody?" And the driver said, didn't answer. And I'm dying in the back seat. But Frankie was one. Now Frankie Valley, yes. he and I, we we did a little marijuana smoking. Let's say okay. And after the show, we did a little marijuana uh, show Valley, the guy, smoking. The, uh, Our, the Four knock, Seasons. Knock three times. No, no, no. That's season. Tony Orlando. Okay, never mind. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Three seasons. All right. That, the Four Seasons. The Frankie right. Valley and okay. the Four Seasons. All right. But Angry. it was just Frankie and I. And so we um, we smoked a little after after the show. We went out to dinner, and the and the menus were like three feet tall. You know, two feet wide, three feet tall. So when you opened them, you couldn't see each other. So <laughs> yeah. we were looking. Okay. We were looking looking in the menu, looking at the menu, and the waitress comes over and she's got like you know like a hair lip. And she said, good evening, ladies. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. And what can I get you from the kitchen today? And, of course, I get hysterical, but I can't laugh. Right, right. Uh, so I just look around the, my menu, and I look at Frankie Valley's menu, and it's just shaking. You know what I mean? His menu. <laughs> it's just shaking. I'll have one of everything. And, uh, yeah, and, and so she says, I'll be back in just a second. And, and the oh no! God, and they, they sent it to you on purpose. They just doomed I, you. I, I look at Frankie and I said, "Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and we ran. We just we just ran. They so had that, to. So that, you you literally it was fight or flight, Steve. It was fight or exactly, flight at that point. Exactly. 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 You sir, you sir are a hero because you did the right thing. Right. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, all right, ask another question. God, it's like kindergarten. Ask me another question, Joe. Ask Joker. me another question. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Bluestein, uh, when you was, um, when you was old over, um, Donna Summer, did she sing songs? <laughs> when I opened for Donna Summer. Summer little, down now. Little, <laughs> Little Johnny, we have to work on your diction. <laughs> Did you say when it's I the, when it's I the best for... I can do, Steve? I... Did that? Well, uh, hang on, real quick. I have, I have like a serious question. Like, uh, right. since you Got... like wrote for Playboy, did you go to Playboy parties? I only I only went to the party that we wrote the special for. Okay, and, and... I remember that special. Uh, I was a little kid, but I think it was on like what CBS or something like, like late night. What do you? At? It was late night. Yeah, it was, it was late, late night. night. Uh, I, I was going to say, you're, I can't, I can't find the keys to my car, and you're asking me what I, what show I write well, I, forty I, years. <laughs> like it's like right on, right before Love American Style or some shit like that. I mean, it, it was late yeah, on, night. It was, on a, you're right. It was ABC. It was a. What are you, an idiot savant? I might no, it be. Was ABC. Well, you, 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 yeah. you had half of it right, Steve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so how did you two get together? Well, we we worked together. I looked into his well, eyes, be... and he looked into mine, <laughs> and we said, "Do you want a podcast together?" And I thought it was perfect. Oh. You got the you got the young and the old. Actually, uh, where do you? Where did you work together? Uh, we, we still do. Uh, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a car salesman, and he works in service. 
And uh, <laughs> I had a. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're talking to a yeah. fucking car salesman. We're, we're total scumbags. I bet it makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? So, oh yeah, this is this this makes so much sense. Yeah. So I, I started the show. I started the show uh, about uh, four, three and a half years ago, and I had yeah. another uh, partner, and he uh, he up and said, I, "I don't want to. I don't want to do Sometimes it anymore." Partnership doesn't work. Yeah. And so. Uh, I seen Stabby and I said, "Hey, come over tonight. You're doing a podcast." And that was basically it. So, well, um, uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I had a question, but it's gone now. Oh, what kind of cars? What car do you sell? Uh, uh, Buick GMC. Buick. Buick. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, they, I think they sold. They sold four last year. I, I'm a, uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look hey, like it, a Buick. It's, it's fucking classy, okay? It's a yeah. fucking classy car. Yeah, sold by a fucking classy not, guy. Not in La La Land. You yeah. don't get that out there. Yeah, LA, LA you know, is like a dream, like a dream city to me. Like it, it, like you think it exists. Yeah, granted, it's, it's like, no fucking Prius. If I went there, I'd probably be like, oh my god, look. at Mercedes. Oh my God! There's a G wagon. <laughs> oh, oh, a Rolls Royce. Oh my God! You're you know, in, in in Los Angeles, people walk around and go, "American cars? Are they still making those?" Yeah, oh. exactly, exactly. You know, everything yeah. is foreign. That, I, you, I you, we're, a, we're smack dad in yeah. the Midwest, so yeah. you're looking at we're mom, by Chicago. Yeah, you're okay. looking at mom pocket. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Nice to see ya. Yeah. Um, all right. I drive yeah. a Tesla. Keep I moving. drive a Tesla. <laughs> Keep it moving. Is that all right, Dad? Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, that drive makes a baker's dozen, Bob. Yeah. I drive. Here, here we know, have a part, holiday. We look, celebrate uh, the the sausage king of sausage. Chicago. Ed Froman. All right. So, uh, guys, let me teach you about interviewing someone. You have to listen at some point. Um, <laughs> It's really not our style, Steve. No. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that. I'm trying to jump in there somewhere. No. <laughs> no, I, I, drive, I, do, I drive. He gets us. I do appreciate the pointers, though. He gets us. Yeah, he's Yeah, I around. get you. I, I, oh, God. Oh, God, you're so strict. I was so happy <laughs> just sitting here. So, um, no, I drive a Tesla, and I love it. I just, I love it. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest cars ever made. It, really it certainly is, and and uh, I uh, I just Thursday last Thursday I just learned how to work it. <laughs> you, how, how long do you, you have? I, I, have I, do you have the auto? Do you, do you have the autopilot on yours? Oh, I I have everything. I you know I said to the guy I don't want to get this car, and then six months later find out that it has you know a microwave oven for the garage for the <laughs> truck. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want, so I got everything. Yeah. So I got autopilot. I got, you know. That's great. I got, yeah. And it's really a great car. I've only got like 3,500 miles on it. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. Oh, you nice. have, yeah. That's things that's yeah. not even broken yet, buddy. Yeah, I know. Don't say broken. Did you, uh, but, uh, <laughs> did you get the, the setup for the rig for your house yet? Uh, the I, I did. I didn't get the battery because uh, I have solar on my house. Okay. So it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I don't. I didn't find it necessary, but I did get. I did get the hookup so that I could charge it. You know, in like an hour. Yeah. Or, 
or whatever. Yeah, no, that, that's that's the best thing you, you, you could do. I'm sure, but when, like when you go out, like if you go to like a restaurant or something like that, you know, like downtown, I'm sure that they've got like probably, probably every place has got like a charging port for uh, yeah. for Tesla's now down there, right? Yeah, they. <laughs> I just heard this Chicago accent. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm a young guy. Yeah, they baby. have them everywhere. They have them everywhere. As a matter of fact, they have charging stations between here and L.A. I don't live in L.A. anymore. I, I live in the, the Palm Springs area. Okay. And so we ha- we have them everywhere. And so my house has solar, so when I'm charging my car, it literally costs me nothing. Mm. That's fantastic. I, I thought about putting uh, solar panels up in my house. I, I don't know how that I would work that you know with because <laughs> no because half the time half the year you're covered in snow so your solar panels would be covered in there, snow. There's actually quite a few houses around here that, that do have solar yeah, panels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think they have uh, I think they have rebates and shit like that yeah. from the state and stuff like that. So it, like doesn't cost you near as much as what it. Yeah, we're not hilljacks, Ronnie. Like we, we, yeah, we don't like wave the Confederate flag. Oh no, fuck like no! <laughs> you know, suckers. Yeah, we're actually yeah. There's some pretty civilized people around here. <laughs> <laughs> Our town's made up of doctors, lawyers, and priests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. My cousin lives there. All right. He was he he was a doctor. That makes sense. So he, lives <laughs> in Chicago. he lives in. Well, we're we're in a, we're in a little town called LaSalle, Peru. Hey, Emily. LaSalle, Peru? Yeah. LaSalle, Peru. Oh, the poor kid's learning how to spell that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I grew up in I grew up in Boston. B-O-S-T-O-N. B-O-S-T-O-N. Yeah. yeah. Right. I used to live LaSalle, in Manchester, New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. You know, it took me almost three years to lose my Boston accent. No, I never and, lose it. It's a great thing. And, and when I go back to Boston, it takes me about seven and a half minutes to start talking. Yeah. Hey, Martha, come over <laughs> here. Slow, you know, that's... Come over here. Your mother's, in, your mother's in the other room. She wants to talk. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you park your car at? Where's your car? Come on. Come on. Give me your car keys. Move your fucking car. <laughs> yeah, your car keys. Yeah, that's it. The car keys. What kind of pants are those? Khakis. Khakis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my khakis are in my khakis. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, Steve, I'm going to give you the floor again. Tell us all about yourself. Tell us about your books. Tell us where they can find them and everything. And, uh, uh, yeah, let's all right. go. All right. So the two books <laughs> that are out right now are, oh, a fairy just flowed through my room. Um, did you? Could you guys hear Are that? Are you high right now? No, no. <laughs> no, did you made you us turn that? off the camera because she was in your underwear. We didn't give a fuck. We uh, prefer it that so way. So the two, the two books that are out right now are called uh, 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 "Take My Prostate, Please" and uh, "Memoir of a Nobody," and they're available on Amazon.com. And uh, 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 God, I just went blank. Uh, I usually can do this so easily, but Kindle. you know, when you when you get old, the Alzheimer's is such a bitch the to deal with. Us. The Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah the Alzheimer's. Uh, Amazon.com. You can get it at uh, uh, Barnes and Noble. You can get it at iBook, eBook, um, and uh, yeah, just Google it. Just Google, <laughs> just Google it. it. And, just, and, and what's funny? What's funny is my buddy Brad Anderson just just started watching. 
and we were biggest yeah. fans of They Call Me Bruce, and he just oh, now yeah. jumped on. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, Brad. Fuck you, yeah, Brad. I, you just joined. You should have been here an hour ago. So. Oh, my God. They call me Bruce. They, it's it's so funny because Johnny Yoon was a friend of mine. He, you know, the, and he he uh, he's a great guy, really great guy. Yeah. And he he got this movie guy. I think he got a sequel too. And it, it and it's so strange because was there a second I movie? Even, I think there was. I think there was. I, I wasn't in it, but I think there was a second movie. I'll have to. I'll have to uh, check Johnny, that out because, like I said, they call me Bruce. I just love that. Movie. I thought it was hilarious. It was just a, just a, you know, uh, just a scream. You know, just a campy, fucking great campy. movie. I know, and I and I, you know, because because I was um, working as a stand-up at that time consistently, and I had just shot a movie the night before and I had to leave the set and then drive back to LA and get in, get on the set at about six o'clock for they call me Bruce and I was exhausted you know and so I read the script I didn't even read the script I just read my my scenes right and and they and they were shot out of content so under context so I never even. I have never seen the movie. Yeah, that's I've what you're saying. Like, I can't believe you was, in, you was in that movie and you've never really, uh, you, you never really even seen it. I got. You know what? No, I, I, I'm gonna I, call I, you up tomorrow. In, I'm gonna call you up tomorrow. I'm gonna rent the fucking thing. I'm gonna have you rent the fucking thing. We're gonna watch it together. I'm sure that's oh, exactly no. what you want to do on a fucking <laughs> Wednesday. No, my my embarrassment meter is running very low at the moment, so I. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was also in Rabbit Test, you know, with Joan Rivers. Joan and, Rivers, uh, yeah, and Billy Crystal, right. And Billy Crystal, right. So, well, God, how long have we been talking, guys? Uh, we have been talking for 45 minutes. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. I like the way you can cut us off. Wow, like, thanks, I'm done dude. with you jerk-offs. Yeah. Hey, let's move on. Sorry about, for uh, cutting let, you off earlier, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me wrap this up, and uh, I want you to stay on the line just for a minute. Um, I want to talk to you like after, uh, everybody, um, we are a Realm of the Mist podcast network, uh, show. We are also a fourth hand, uh, podcast, uh, show. Um, you can find us on all platforms. Always, always, always give money to the podcast that you like. Just give them a dollar. Like go to my Patreon, my worst holiday at Patreon and give us a buck. If you like what you're saying, give us $1. It's the cheapest form of entertainment you're ever going to get. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. Good night, everybody. Good night.